0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Leon Balligan seals his Rangers return. Celtic announced a Dublin friendly with Wolves and Kyle Lafferty joins seventh tier Johnson Borough. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Kenny Miller. Well, that last bit of news is the exciting <laughs> stuff, isn't it? Big laugh joining Johnson Borough. I think he, he joins Graham Dorans there, actually. Mm-hmm, yep. I think, uh, think Dawza joined there a, a, a month or so ago. So, Johnson Borough obviously got big plans about how they want to move forward. I was going to say, you're not fancy joining them as well as part of a well, reunion? Uh, well, listen, I'll maybe think about getting the boots back on if the big man needs a partner. I think we might be hearing a bit from the Johnson Borough manager later on. So, stay tuned for that as well. But there is plenty to get through as well. As I say, Leon Balligan has sealed his return to Rangers. Sell should have been in action tonight not 100% sure whether that game is going ahead because it was a closed door friendly against Portimonense at their pre-season training camp in Portugal so if there is any information about that we will get it to you but sometimes with these closed door friendlies you only really hear about them afterwards and what the result was but certainly would be interesting to see what Brendan Rodgers' first lineup is and his return to Celtic. And anything else that is on your mind, all you need to do, give us a call 01419511025 or you can send us a tweet at ClydeSSB. But let's start with that news coming out of Rangers today. And it's one that's moved pretty quickly because last night there was a tweet from Rangers saying that Leon King, of course, a 19-year-old defender who... You know, played quite a few games last season due to injuries to other players. He's picked up an injury in the pre-season training camp in Germany, an ankle injury, a contact injury is what they've said. He's out for a significant period of time. And, you know, the next day, Rangers announced that Leon Balogun is back in a one-year deal. Yeah, I mean, again, I think it might not be kind of hand-in-hand. Hand. That's why Leon Balligan's came back. I would imagine Rangers were still looking at a centre-back. Uh, I mean, I still think there would have been one coming in had Leon uh, King, that is, uh, not, not got injured. But I think on the face, it looks a good sign. And personally, I don't think he should have been allowed to leave uh, a, a year ago. Uh, but when you look at the, the issues that Rangers had at centre-back last year with... Suter obviously playing the first game and then, then having a long-term injury. Davies was in and out and it took him a right few months to get up to speed and just probably when he did get into the team and start forge a decent uh, relationship and partnership with Goldson. Goldson then finds himself out. So I think uh, I think Balligan would have been a good one to keep around last year and he probably would have played a lot of games when you look back on the season that the centre-backs had. At 35, is there any concerns over his age and bringing him back at this point? Well, listen, that's for Michael Beale to decide and he clearly signed him at QPR. <clears throat> they brought him to Rangers in the first place when he was here with Stephen and uh, and, he's, and he's decided to bring him back. So what it does, it speaks volumes about the about the man, not, not just the player. I mean, I think he'd never ever let Rangers down when he played and he's uh, but as a person and, and, and someone to have around the building, it looks like it's a, a real positive signing for Michael and he's and it's his his decision to bring him back. You know, he's, he's got full charge, everything that's going on recruitment-wise at the moment and he feels that Leon's going to be bringing not only a, a good player and an option to have if, if required, but uh, but a really good person in the dressing room who, again, by all accounts, was real, really well liked by all the Rangers players in the dressing room before. A real sore one for Leon King as well, who was really thrust into things at the start of last season I think featured in every single Champions League group stage match last season because of injury issues that Rangers had at the back. He'll have been hoping to really kick on after he had injury problems of his own later on in the season, but he's now out for what Rangers are describing as a significant period of time. 
Yeah, listen, it's, it's devastating for the young man. Again, like you said, he had a lot of games last year, like big high-profile games he had to play in last year because everything we've just talked about with injuries to Suter and Davies. Uh, so he would have been looking to get a good pre-season under his belt and really try and make a charge towards that team. Uh, I think it would always have been tough. I don't think Michael views him as a, as a first-choice kind of starter, that's for sure. He was going to need to earn that right. And you look at the, the signings of Sterling and now Leon Balligan coming in to compete with the likes of Davies, Suter and Goldson. There's a lot of options there now. Uh, a centre-back position. But listen, it's never nice to hear anybody get injured, particularly a young player who is looking to make his mark on the game. Well, let's hear from you. You can get in touch on Twitter at Clyde SSB. We can get a bit of a topic going as well. Leon Valligan returning to Rangers. You can maybe give us some of your memories of your favourite returns to your football club. Kenny, you're no stranger to making returns in football as well. So give us a tweet at Clyde SSB or you can give us a phone 0141 951 1025. That's what Archie in Partick has done. Archie, what do you make of the Leon Balligan news today? Uh, one word, dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. Um, I think, I'm, I'm, I just, I'm not, you know, it's actually, I was saying to uh, the boy there, I said, you know, it's actually put me in a downer for the start of the season. I think the decision-making at Ibrox the last two or three years with, with, with certain players you know, we held on to Deadwood, you know, and your, you know, and your Kent and your Morelis. We we gave new contracts to Stephen Davis and um, Arfield, who were great servants, but they were they were, they were finished, and, and and we're continually holding on to the past. We're not evolving. We're not reinventing our team. We're going back to somebody for me, who's a poor defender. That's just my opinion. His decision making is shocking. He's full of mistakes. He's no pace, and I just can't fathom why we would. Get back the way. We're doing the same stuff for for years, and and you know Celtic must be they must be sitting giggling. I mean, he's just I think it's a dreadful decision. I mean, he's he's not even been that successful with Rangers. You know, I, I was talking last week. The show I mean, he, he won a league title. He helped Rangers get to a Europa League final. He surely found some level of success in his first spell. No, I don't think so. I, I just I think he's a poor defender. I think he's 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 very very um very extreme. You can get a few good games off him, but he's just he's full of mistakes against decent defenders for me. Um. I, I think it's just a really. I think we're doing the same stuff we've done for years. We're holding on. We're going back the way, and I think you need to evolve and reinvent the team. And I think going back to somebody like him is is a really really poor decision. And I think it's uh, you want to win a league title. And and, and I was reading about Michael Beale today saying, um, you know, he, he really liked winning this. And I'm, does that really matter? You want to win a league title. You want you want to be good enough to win a league title. Again, and you know that was that was three seasons ago. You know that was three seasons ago they won that when Celtic capitulated. You know what I mean? We didn't even have a challenge. Archie, Celtic does it maybe come down to where he is in the pecking order in terms of central defenders? If he was being brought in as a starter to come in and play every single minute of every single game, you know you may have that opinion. Would you still feel the same if he's being brought in as a backup option? You look at what happened to Rangers in the Champions League group stages last season. They were forced to play with Leon King, who was very inexperienced. There was also James Sands, who's more of a midfielder than a defender. He was forced to play back there as well. Is it maybe a move from Michael Beale just to try and stop that from happening this season to have, you know, more solid backup options in that area? Well, I don't. I mean, again, I disagree with the solidity you're saying. He's, I don't think he is solid. I think he's a he's a he's a liability. Every, listen, you know, no um, player's perfect, and defenders have got mistakes in them. But he's just his decision making. He's just he's he's no solid for me. I think it's a poor decision. I think we're going backwards, and I think it's just it sends out the wrong message to a team we're trying to create to to, to win a, a title. You know, I hear it was three years ago. 
Um, he went to QPR and they've let him go and I, I just think it's having somebody about as a, as a bit part player again which he was even sort of then I say is really really poor it's just going back to us and we're not evolving we're just we're holding on to the past and players and we've had and it's just it's just nonsense I think um, you know it's just a really really bad decision for the start of the season I think Kenny Archie's very scathing in his criticism of, of Leon Balligan what did you make of him in his first spell I think one thing Archie accused him of was having a lack of pace I don't think that was anything you could have thrown at Leon Balligan he was a, he was pretty pacey for a, a centre back especially of his age as well but just overall you know what what do you make of Archie's take no, listen, I, I get I get what I say. Listen, he was never a regular player in his first spell, you know, so there's no way he's going to have been brought back at this age uh, with what Michael's trying to achieve because Archie's bang on, there needs to be a league title to win. But what you do, you, know, you, you do need a capable squad if you're looking to fight on four fronts. And Michael, again, this is where it goes, my opinion, Archie's opinion, it, 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 I mean, it doesn't matter. Let's be honest about it. Michael Beale has earned the trust, in my opinion, of the Rangers fans at the moment with, with his signings and his recruitment. When you look at his first two signings and uh, Todd Cantwell and Raskin, outstanding signings and will be probably two of their best performers over the course of this season. So I think he's earned the trust and, and he deserves a bit a bit of that and maybe a bit of leeway to see how it goes. Because Leon, for me, was a, is, a, is a good signing to come back into the, into the team. Uh, when, when required because I don't think for any stretch of the imagination Michael Beals like you say he's brought him in to be a, a, a first choice pairing with, with, with Conor Goldson but if he performs to be the best out of the options then he'll play and, and that's where it is he is very very quick for his age Archie I would, I would definitely say I would take that out but listen you've got to respect the opinions but for me uh, I think when you look at the, the signings that have came in there's, there's no looking back in Michael's views he's looking at a league title and by the way he knows exactly what he needs to do this season so uh, that's, that's, that's providing more success for this great football club and it's league title is paramount and then they have to follow that up with cups and when you've got that European run like you say they need strength and depth and what's been looked when you look at the centre-backs last season every single one of them was out injured over a spell so you're going to need capable cover and I know Archie's saying he doesn't feel he is capable but I would slightly disagree Archie with you know the injury to Leon King that came out last night what would you have liked to have seen Michael Beale do instead of bringing Leon Balligan? Look for a, an alternative, a younger, fresher, somebody who's who's new to the club. I think again, it's, it's about for me reinventing the team, you know, evolving, evolving away from the team that we were. I think, but you know, if, you, if he if somebody else that's injured, it's Golson. Say he plays with Golson, you've got, you're going to play Barisic and play Tavernier, and that's same defence constantly. I mean, it's just it's they must be getting bored with each other. You know, we need to reinvent the team. I think there's there's just too many players still there that for me still moved or even Barisic. You know, I think that um, I just I would have went for I would have, it must have been a, a better alternative. But there's somebody who's really really hungry. You know, to 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 I just a bit younger. It's just I think he's he's, he's just no good anymore. I think he's um I'm just really disappointed. Could Sterling no be that guy, Archie? Is he he no be the new like the younger one that they could hope that maybe has the same type of impact as what a Calvin Bassey did? Well, possibly, possibly I. But I mean, it's just uh, possibly I just, I just uh, for me it's just for me it's a marker. For me, when you look at players that are bringing them back, it's a marker for me. I think that it's a negative right away for me. It's also the seventh signing as well, actually. It's not as if it's a number one signing coming early. They've got uh, a lot of guys through the building, uh, sorry, through the doors that needed to be coming in in, in, in areas that were real importance in Rangers, a goalkeeper and, uh, and obviously the front line. Yeah, is there not a balance to be had in the transfer market, Archie, that if it is, if the move is to bring in a backup centre-back, someone that can fill in the gap left by Leon King, 
thing that maybe Michael Beal is thinking that he can't really go out and spend X amount of money in that area because he'll want to use it in other areas. He's obviously spent money in the forward areas. We've seen it with Sam Lammers. We've seen it in Serial Dessers. There's talk of Jose Cifuentes who would take a fee if he was to come in in the summer. Can you see it from that sense that, you know, Michael Beal's maybe thinking that that's an option he can bring in on a free transfer and then he can use the money in other areas of the park? I, I mean, yes and no. It's just that I, 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 it's kind of between. It's just it's a personal opinion. I just think, you know, he, he's been there. He, he served his time there, and I think that I just don't think, you know, if you've been really, really successful, and you're a top class player coming back. I, but for, for me, isn't he anywhere near that? So I, just, I just think that I don't know. It's just I've said it you know, four or five times. I think we're we're, we're going back the way. For me, that's that's a backward step for Rangers going back to to, to Balogun, even as a squad player if he fills in. I just think it's that's the team we've been. You know, we're trying to reinvent the team and, and, and move forward. So if you're going back to the old guard, um, and and he was a squad player then, and it's like it's, it's doing the same stuff. For me, you have to, you know, it, it's just nothing's changing for me. I, I know, and I hope Michael Beal proves me wrong. But I said to Kenny, I don't know if Kenny remember last season when I, I've said it two or three times that Brian Bonkers was he'll be away by Christmas. And I think uh, be all over the same. I hope he proves me wrong, but I, I, I just don't fancy him. Um, and I think he'll be away with Christmas as well. So I, I'm going to, I'll see you that right now. Well, thank you to Archie. Let's stick with the phones. Callum is a Rangers fan in the West End. Callum, do you agree or disagree with what Archie said? Evening, Andrew. Evening, Kenny. Nice to, nice to hear from you. It's a great show, as always. Uh, Thanks, Callum. Yeah, first time caller. And. Uh, no, I'd have to totally disagree if I'm honest with you with the first caller. I think there's not a great deal wrong with going back to what you already know. I don't think that if we spent three or four million on Jonathan Panzo, for example, it would guarantee you a solid ten and a half. So I think it's tried and trusted. And I think the big thing with Rangers just now is that there's a lot of good harmony that feels trying to build there. And by all accounts... Balogun is a good character in and around the dressing room and if it is the case that he needs to fill in as cover for uh, Goldson or Suter whoever it is over the course of the season on a, a wet Tuesday night and Ding will say there's every chance that uh, you know he'll he'll be safe as houses for you so that would be my opinion on, on the side of the Balogun he's tried and trusted and it's a free transfer so there's not a great deal wrong with it in my opinion yeah, Kenny, we are just speculating that that is the role that Leon Balogun is going to play this season, that he may just fill in when required. If there are injuries, he, he obviously will get a good amount of game time. But Calm's talking about Leon Balogun being a good character. Michael Beale has mentioned that when you've got players that maybe aren't you know, regular starters and going to start every single game, is that a good quality for a player to have as well, that Michael Beale will know he's not going to be a disruptive presence in the squad? Listen, there's two ways to look at it. Uh these types of characters and by the way and Leon is that guy you know whether he's playing or he's not playing he is the uh, the good character out there he's a positive influence on the on the people around him uh, but there's two ways to look at that question yes is, is the answer absolutely you need to like, be a team it's team first mindset always when you're at these football clubs any like the like the big picture is always the more important than any individual stuff the flip side is do you really want to sign people who are just happy to sit on the bench you know and they've not got the hunger but again at the stage of Leon Balligan's career he's not, again he's not that guy either so it's, it's, a, listen, it's a positive signing for, for a number of reasons for me uh, obviously what we've talked about the abilities if required to play if he proves that he's going to be the best centre-back to play alongside Conor Goldson then he'll play and rightfully so and, and there's no when you sign a player 
there's no guarantee this will be the role. You might have earmarked a certain role for them, but that could be quickly proved wrong by performances, by being the best guy available for the job, or you're not, and somebody else will be playing. And then when you, when you get your chance, it's up to you to take it. So when you look at the options at the moment, uh, I mean, Goldson's as long as he's fit, is nailed on to have that right side of the, the centre-back. But you've got Davies, you've got Suter, obviously you've got young Leon King that's out, you've got uh, Balogun now coming in as well. So And Sterling, obviously it's been signed. So there's good competition back there. And there is a varying uh, level of experience as well, which I, th- I think it's a decent enough blend. You know, that's why bringing, bringing Leon back, forget his age, you know, he's a fit lad, you could see it when he played last. He's only, he's only a year older for when he left the club, you know. So I can speak personally, but when you get to those stages, like there's, there's not that much of a difference, you know. So, Mike, listen, it all comes down to Michael Beale. He feels he can trust him. He feels he's going to be a good signing for the group and a valued member of that squad. That's good enough for me. Yeah, Callum, how do you see that centre of Rangers defence lining up this season when everyone is fit? Is it a case of Connor Goldson plus one and next to him it's a it's a John Souter or a Ben Davies or a Leon Balligan? Oh, I think we've maybe lost... Callum there we will try and get him back but yeah I mean John Souter is one as well that is it is it tough for Michael Beale to maybe rely heavily on John Souter because of the injury problems he's had in the past well listen it, it would be crazy to hang your hat on John when you look at his injury I mean he's sitting here right now we hope that he's, he's no he's probably he's had his fair share of injuries to last a career you know so let's hope for he's got another 10 years injury free and what I would say is also is that I think come the start of the season the way John performed at the end of the season I think that that slots his, you know. So as long as they're fit, I would say Goldson and Suter would be a would be your 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 first choice centre backs at the moment, probably in Michael's mind moving into the season. So, uh, but like you say, the injury record again, and it's horrible to say it. It just can't be trusted that there's not going to be any recurrency injuries or or new injuries. You know, when you've got that record, it's always going to be levelled. That you, like I said, hopefully he's going to be injury free for the rest of his career. Well, you suffered enough. Yeah, I think we do have Callum back. Callum, I was just saying, I don't know if you heard me, in terms of Rangers' central defensive partnership next season, when everyone is fit, who would you expect to be the starting two? Yeah, no, sorry, I was just saying, I, I, in my opinion, it's it's Goldson's your first choice, um, and he's, he's obviously proven that with the amount of games he's played uh, for for each manager. Um, so it's Goldson and, and, and one other, but in my opinion, I thought John Souter finished the season really well last year, and I would like to see him um, given an opportunity to, to start the season because he obviously went in against Livingston at the start of last year and he was in great form and then he picked up that injury. So between him and Davis, I think you've got you've got two good ball-playing centre-halves. Um, and in my opinion, it's not a great necessity to go out and sign another one for three or four million. So that's why I think Balogun as cover, if you can keep all the centre halves fit, then uh then you've got you know, you've got a good good uh amount of options there. So and across the back four we've all of a sudden got two right backs that are both gonna be obviously vying for places and, and two two left backs that in Borna and, and uh Yilmaz. So that it all of a sudden looks a lot stronger than it did at the tail end of last year um, and I'd say that across the squad um, from four um, as well so I'd actually like to ask Kenny himself as well who he envisages starting up top uh, at the start of the season if if Lammers and Dessers is going to be a, an actual front two or is there going to be a second striker if you like 
Listen, I think I think that will depend on how Michael wants to play. Uh, you've seen at the end of the end of the season, there was there was I mean there was two forwards deployed in pretty much most games. It might not have been recognised forwards. I mean, I think at the end of the season, Sakal and Matondo finished off quite a few games up top, and I would I would say that they were a front two in, in the way they were played. But I, I think there's real flexibility now, uh, Callum, and the signings that he's made with, with Sima, with Dessers, with Lammers. Uh, I think Seymour could play easy off the left if it was a 4-3-3, 4-2-3-1. If he did play the way he kind of finished, which like did look like to me there was two strikers, I think you've got Lammers, you've got Dessers. But I think if it was, if, I, if you were asking me right now, if you, I was to pick one number nine to be playing, I think Dessers would be that guy. Well, thank you to Callum. Make sure to phone us again soon and you could be up next. All you need to do is dial 01419511025. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller here with me Andrew McLean in the second part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard and you can get involved as well 0141-951-1025 or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB a bit of news coming out of Celtic today as well they've announced that they've rearranged that friendly against Wolves that was meant to take place in South Korea there were some issues with the, the promoters of that leg of the tour Celtic in Portugal at the moment then heading over to Japan the South Korea leg has been suspended from it but the two of them will face off at the Aviva Stadium I said earlier they're meant to have a bounce game in Portugal tonight but as you know it's sometimes these bounce games away and pre-season training camps are very low-key Kenny that may not come out until a bit later on. Yeah, maybe just a closed-door game, more like a, an actual uh, training game where a lot of guys will get their, maybe their first minutes of the season. It might be com- two different, completely, sorry, uh, completely different teams that play in each half. So, uh, yeah, sometimes the games are not always there and you, and you can watch or or keep up to date with the scoreline. You'll just maybe see some kind of result later and, and maybe a little match report. But uh, that'll be a good game against Wolves, one of my old teams uh, across at the Aviva. It'll be a real test for them there. Well, let's speak to Raja, who's a Celtic fan in Cardonald. Raja, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, how you doing, fan? All right, right, Kenny and Andrew yourself. You know, it's just I'm a, I'm a wee bit concerned because Rangers are signing, you know, players and Celtic are kind of they sold their like Jota's away and a, and a few others are going to go away. So I just want to ask ask yourself, used to, do you think that uh, that the season will be quite tight? This this season like next season or compared to a lot of some Celtic fans they think oh we're going to run away with it again I mean and then I've got another point if you let me come back if you answer that one yep will do Kenny Rogers asking if it's going to be tight this season at this moment in time I would have to say yes uh, and Rogers right I mean Celtic's kind of recruitment drive is, is pretty quiet and it has been over the over the summer, I'm sure. Because how much of that will have been impacted by the change of manager? Probably a lot of it. You'd expect that plans maybe would have been further down the line if Ange Postecoglou had stayed. Um, listen, maybe. Listen, maybe not. I mean, I think when you're a club like Celtic, you've got your you've got your plans in place. But when you bring in a manager of this kind of stature, he probably had his own ideas. So maybe a lot of the things that maybe were set in motion, or or guys that they maybe had identified as, as potential targets, maybe maybe Brendan doesn't fancy it. So they're going to have to not start again, but at least put kind of different guys in front of him. Or Brendan, I'm sure, will have his own ideas about who who uh, he would want to bring in to be part of his team this season. So at this moment in time, yeah, absolutely, I think it will be close. Celtic were had a wonderful season. They've had a wonderful two seasons actually under Ange. So uh, they are the team to catch. But when you see 
again, Roger's looking across the other side of the city and he's seen that's seven signings already. And again, as much as I've really strengthened Rangers in the front line, they're still getting linked with the Neo. There's still going to be a, a, a potential there. Sifuentes could be on the way as well. Uh, so there's, I mean, that, that could be, there could be up to 10, 12 signings coming through the door at Ibrox. Which again, when you lose the players and the big players that they have, then you're going to need to replace them. So uh, that will be a concern for Roger now that they've lost Jota because he will need to be replaced. The fact that, you know, Rangers have made a lot of signings, Celtic haven't. Is there maybe just an argument that Celtic squad didn't need a lot of surgery? It was a treble winning squad that, you know, ran away with things really last season. Maybe Brendan Rodgers has gone in and thought, you know, I actually don't need to do too much. Maybe there will be a couple of big signings that come in, but he might have thought, Ashley doesn't need to be too much work done to this squad. No, that's that's definitely a part of it because it, there's no doubt the Celtic squad doesn't need the 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 work that the Rangers squad does. Uh, it's a team that won a treble. Again, some of the football they played well, was absolutely excellent. That was for the year before with the double. So they're for the real, like I said, real good two seasons. The one thing's for sure, Brendan Rodgers is not going to come in here and stand still. You know, he's going to want to move forward and move forward in a big way. So I've no doubt that there will be signings that will come through the door at Celtic Park over the next two, three, four weeks. I mean, you've still got really seven weeks up until the end of the transfer window. So there's plenty of time, but it's just, it's quiet. I mean, you, you want to see, I think any fan wants to see some new blood in their team early. You know, they want to get a, a, a wee vibe for maybe what's what's coming up. And if you get big name signings in the door, it can give you a real positivity going into the season. And at the moment, moment across at Celtic Park that's not quite happened yet what do you think Roger where are the areas that you'd like to see Brendan Rodgers make some changes hey, I think I think they need another defender but in, in St Kenny you know it, the thing is the last 12 years apart from the Covid season Celtic I mean Kenny ran away the league right and uh, on top of that we still got basically the same team and what only gives me great hope is because these guys are in just Kenny nobody's ever heard of them you know they I don't know, some are freebies and some are paid a few million and they, and yet they've lost their best players like Morelos and Kent and Mara doesn't get a look in now. I think so, some people so would argue that of, towards the end of last season, certainly that Morelos and Kent weren't Rangers' best players. But I, I get what you mean, Roger. They obviously played a, a huge part in what Rangers did over the last few years. Can I just ask you, Roger, had you heard the Kyogo and Maeda before they came through the door? <laughs> No, 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 no. Yeah. Of course, no. Of course, of course, no. But uh, I know what you're saying. But uh, the 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 thing is, you know, there is hope for Rangers there. But I I I can't see it. You know, I was worried about before, but now all these freebies and on. I I can't see it. I I can't see Rangers touching us anymore. No chance. Is that the interest? I mean, Roger's gone quite quickly from saying it's going to be very tight to saying that you know Rangers aren't going to catch Celtic, but. There's just so much more risk involved in the transfer strategy so far for Rangers compared to Celtic because when there is a, an overhaul or a revamp or a rebuild, whatever Michael Beale was addressing it as, you just never know how many players are going to come in and hit the ground running. Yeah, and that's where obviously the work that Michael and, and, and his team have done has to be has to be spot on, you know, because these guys are going to need to come in and impact it the way that Cantwell impacted it, the way that Raskin impacted it. They need to come in and they need to improve that starting lineup. Uh, and like I said before, like I think those two signings, when you you bring the first two in the building, uh, and I think Kyogo was one of the first that that Ange brought on, and look at the success that he's had there. Uh, when you bring the first two in the building, and Michaels was a bit tougher because it's obviously mid-season, it's always tough in that January transfer window to get players to come in and hit the ground running, particularly with these clubs, uh, Rangers and Celtic. But he got it right with Askin and Camp. I mean, Campbell was absolutely outstanding towards the end of the season. So if uh, if those two are in to go by, 
Michael's eye for a player can't be questioned as yet. So, like I said, I think he's earned the trust uh, and, and the Rangers fans need to roll with it at the moment that, uh, that, that these guys are going to have a, a similar impact. And you know what? Not all of them are going to be starting players and we've already discussed that in, in relation to Balogun uh, uh, tonight. But there is now particularly in that front line, real strength and depth. And I think uh, I think it was Callum who said it before, when you look through the, the squad, there is good cover uh, in most positions now. And like I said, I would actually expect players to probably be going the other way now as well to try and kind of manoeuvre and maybe balance the books a little bit. And when you've got a squad like Celtics that was so successful last season, one of the big things is keeping a hold of key players, which Celtic have already made their moves to do that. Callum McGregor, Kyogo, Dyson Maida, that can be seen as great business despite the fact that it's not new incomings absolutely I mean it's uh, I mean I think Callum McGregor I've said it all along he might go under the radar sometimes I know a lot of Celtic fans will say he doesn't but the likes of Jotas and, and Kyogos always get the headlines and rightly so when they're scoring the goals and, and putting the performances they have but Callum McGregor's a heartbeat of that Celtic team so getting him tied down for the next five years was was good business I'm sure it was one of the first things that Brendan Rodgers wanted to do was make sure they're not going to lose his captain because he's so influential in that team well thank you very much to Rad if you want to get involved let's look at one of the other big stories today and it's that Kyle Lafferty has signed for Johnstonborough on a two-year deal they play in the seventh tier of Scottish football he joins Graham Dorans who's already at the club this season as well he's signed this summer and not sure it was a move that many people were expecting Kenny well, it might be this maybe the first time Johnston Borough made it on the Sky Sports News. <laughs> it's because it's a, it's a the first time they made it on the Clyde One yeah, Super Scoreboard. Absolutely, it's, I mean it's a big signing for them. Uh, I'm not actually sure where Big Laugh was playing last season, but he's uh, spent his second half or from February onwards he was at Linfield. Yep. So he's uh, listen. He's, he's back in. He's probably back in Scotland, and he wants to. He wants to keep playing, and, and they've presented them with an option, you know, and it's an option he's felt he wants to take. So it's. Uh, I mean, good luck to them. You know, they've like I said they've signed Graham Dorans, who's a, a, a wonderful player as well. So they're obviously trying to have a right go this year. I'll be honest. I'm sure this is the first time this has ever been said on this phone in as well. Marcus is a Johnston Borough fan <laughs> on the phone. Marcus, what do you make of the signing? I think it's a good signing for Borough, to be fair, especially with all the signings coming in and all that. But I think he's a good signing, especially alongside Graham Dorrance and the names of like Kieran Brophy, Jojo Gillespie and all that. I think he'll be good a good signing. Tell us just about, about your background as a Johnson Borough fan, how you started supporting them and what it's been like up until this point for you. Aye, so basically when... Me and all my pals used to go to all the games and we started an ultras group. You've probably heard of them, the Borough Boys. Then I've just been keeping them going, home and away every, every game. So, I mean, in terms of the, the success or, you know, the sort of ambitions of the club, has this just been a massive change in what you're used to? Ah, it's massive. Like, last last season we started paying players and all that, and then this season we're getting blown. Kyle Laffey, Graeme Dorans and all that. Massive signings. So, it's, good. it's a good future for the club. Could you quite believe it when the club are being linked with, you know, former internationals, players that have played in the in the Premier League and the Scottish Premiership? I just thought it was absolutely mental seeing them down at Keeney Park where I'm every Saturday and all that. It's absolutely mental. Uh, it's, it's it's really interesting Kenny isn't it because clearly it is a club that is ambitious clearly it's a club that's been backed very well as well and it's not anything new because we have seen players that have played in the SPFL that are being dropped down to you know the either the Lowland League we've seen it with the Highland League as well this is you know the seventh tier this is the west of Scotland 
Football League first division that they're playing in, but there's certainly someone out there that is is wanting Johnson Borough to be a success. That's it. And again, if you've if you've got this vision and, and you've got the you've got the finances to back up, then fair play, you've got to go make it happen. And like you say, those types of signings are really, really high profile signings. Both represented Rangers, both international football players. I don't know if Big Laugh did play in the Premier League. I think he did before he had came to Rangers. So you've got Premier League in, in experience there as well. They're just massive signings. And it's again, they're good stories. They're good stories. I just asked Marcus, what's that pitch like doing at Keeney Park that you said? Because Dozzle needs a good surface there. He'd be spreading the fashion about. As it went on, but obviously, it's all down to volunteers and the committee and all that. But I've been down there a couple of times helping out around there. It's like it's a big family club, basically. Well, there we go. We'll be interested to see how Johnson Borough get on this season. And I think after the break, we may well be hearing from their manager, Jamie McKim. But thank you very much to Marcus. But before we go to a break, let me tell you about this. Oh, you're kidding me on. Oh, thank you. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. The cash register. Clyde won. Well, how do you fancy winning a ton of cash to set you up for the rest of the summer? Get yourself in the cash register draw right now and you could be getting a call from Gary Spence tomorrow. You need to know the correct cash register amount, which is £39,571. And you need to be in the draw to get the call. Enter now by texting YES to 61025. That's Y-E-S to 61025. And if you get a call from Gary after 3pm tomorrow, answer within the first five rings and make sure you know the correct amount. Texts are £2 plus your standard network rate. Online entry is £2. Or you can call 0330-880-4523. Calls are charged at the standard rate. It's over 18s only and entries since Gary won on Tuesday have rolled over. All the rules for this Hitch Radio Network Scotland competition are on our website. So text YES to 61025 to enter. It's that simple. And tomorrow you could be winning £39,571. Good luck. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller with me, Andrew McLean, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard time. Still time for you to get involved as well. 0141-951-1025 on the phones, or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. But we were talking to a Johnson Borough fan just before the break who was talking about that news that Kyle Lafferty has signed for the club. Delighted to say we're joined on the phone by Jamie McKim, who's the Johnson Borough manager. Jamie, how are you? Very well, thanks. Yourself? All good, all good. Thanks for taking the time to speak to us. It's, I'm sure it's been a bit mental for you today. Can you just talk to us about the signing and how it's been for you? Aye, it's, it's great. It's obviously great. Uh, firstly, publicity-wise for the club, it brings a lot of attention to us. Um, but firstly, on the pitch, um, it'll be a massive, uh, make a massive difference for us this year. I'm expecting Kyle obviously come in and uh, his experience, the levels he's played at, will have a really positive influence in the team and hopefully help us meet our targets this year. But first of the day, the day um, when the signings went out, it's obviously been manic and um, it's been great for the club. In terms of the change in backing, maybe from last season or previous seasons to this season, what has changed at the club that's allowed you to bring in players of you know the names of Kyle Lafferty and Graham Dorrance? It's been massive the, the change for obviously I've been in the club five and a half years now and um, at the start it was a case of trying to build the club up and we're bringing young players in and giving them an opportunity um, and then obviously we've had a, quite a few successful years now and last year um, was the first year that we kind of had a, a bit of backing behind us and 
been able to go and be competitive in the league that we were in. But this year, obviously, it's uh, we're looking to push on further. We're a bit more ambitious about us now. Um, and there is more support, there's more investment in the club, and we're looking to push on and try and climb the pyramid. So it was good to get Graham in early in the summer, um, and now to be able to add somebody like Kyle onto the squad, it's, it's really good for us. It's somewhere like a couple of years ago we couldn't have seen ourselves being in this position, um, but it's great to, to now be able to do that. Yeah, when you sort of realise you've got a budget to be able to pull off these types of coups, how do you then go about it in the transfer market in terms of you know, contacting players of a, a much higher standard than you've previously worked with? To be honest, the the first one I was very fortunate when Graham came in. I'd met Graham on a B licence course a couple of years ago. Um and we kinda of kept in contact then and we actually were quite close to bringing him in uh, just after Christmas time there. But obviously um I think Graham took some time to go and do his homework and, and see what the level was like, see what we were all about. Uh, and when he'd done that he committed to us for this season and Graham has been instrumental in bringing Kyle in if I'm being, I've been absolutely honest he was the one that uh, I, I firstly said to him about uh, his availability and he obviously spoke Kyle his character and uh, he recommended he'd be a great signing if we could get it over the line and since then there's been Kyle came down to, to watch our training sessions last week and we've had three or four meetings with him now uh, and not just as, as a person I've been really impressed with him initially and I'm just delighted to have him on board now so it's it's great for the club Kenny, you're, you know, Graham Doran's well. Has he not been on the phone to you trying to get you to sign as well? No, I must say I'm past <laughs> it and finished, aye, because uh, if he's waiting for a big laugh instead, then I, I, I might as well keep them hung up. Is there any any other big names you'd be expecting to come in this summer, Jamie? I wouldn't think so. Um, no, it's, to be honest, it's now just about pushing on, making sure we've got a good enough squad to make sure we get out of the league and, and try and challenge the one. That's what our ambition is for the season. Um so it's it's more about now just making sure we get settled and the season starts two weeks time, uh, two weeks on Saturday. So it's now just getting myself ready for them. But I wouldn't expect any other um, signings of this magnitude anyway. You say it's good for the exposure of the club. Does that exposure come with an extra pressure on yourself to get the club promoted this season? Aye, of course, of course. I, I think uh, a couple of people have said to me, "What's your targets for the year?" and and where do you see yourself being at the end of the season and I think when you sign Graham Doran you sign Kyle Lafferty and see, to be honest that's just the, the names of the players that you know so far but there's there's also a lot of other talented individuals in my squad that at this level are top players so if I was to turn around and not be saying we're, trying, we're not trying to win the league or we're, we're, we're not really that's not the ambition then the eyes would be on you then and maybe showing a lackey ambition you know so that's absolutely the target um, we will be uh, with those types of players I think it'll also be difficult because other clubs will raise their game against you and it'll become at the end of the day it's still a game on the pitch. You know, it's not you don't win games just because of who you are and what your name is. You need to play properly, you need to be better on the other team in a day. And that'll be that'll be tough for us. Has that been an an interesting part of it for you this summer? You talk about, you know, the the players around Kyle and around Graham making sure that you've got that balanced squad to make sure that you're right up there at the top of the table. Definitely, that was. Um, we've obviously known there's been a bit of investment coming into the club for quite a while now, and it was it was quite low key, if I'm being honest. And there was a plan in place that um, when we were going to recruit, that there was a healthy mix of youth, experienced players that know their level, and then obviously with Graham and Kyle coming in, that brings that extra bit of experience of, of playing at a higher level, and hopefully that can help kick us on even more. So it was, it's a big factor when we're going to bring players in. Yeah, it's the type of thing that really can bring eyes to a club, Kenny, isn't it? When there are players that, you know, are, are former internationals have played for teams of the likes of Rangers going to a, a team in the seventh tier. 
It's, it's a big story, like Jamie says, it does put the spotlight on them. It's brilliant exposure for, for a club at that level. It does come with a pressure, you know, on, on the manager and everybody else who's actually put the, the wheels in motion to go and get these players because they'll be expected to come win every single game. But like Jamie says, I mean, two men don't make a team, you know, it's about the guys that are supporting as well uh, and how they actually adapt to playing with these types of players, you know, because they are top-level international players. So it's uh, it's going to be really interesting. What, what it is now, even for me sitting here, now I'll be keeping my eye on how they're getting on, you know. So I will put a lot of attention onto Johnston Borough and along with that attention comes a lot of pressure. Did you have any offers similar towards the end of your career? Was there any sort of ambitious clubs that had come in for you that you'd maybe considered or clubs had been in touch? Not, not, not at that level. But when I went to Australia to, uh, to start coaching, uh, I, I think it was that NPL it's called, uh, so it's, it's it's not even anywhere near a level or in any kind of pyramid system but a, local, a couple of local teams had got in touch uh, with the CEO and asked if I fancied it so I did go along and have a wee look because one of them was pretty close with the CEO and he knew the people in there and they, they actually met them a, a few times they were nice people I went along and watched it and I went along with my, my manager at the time Carl Robinson and we're sitting watching and he looked at me and went Kenny you can't play this level so uh, we decided not but I was firmly focused on the coaching anyway so obviously these lads are at different stages of their career I mean I, I, mean, I had Dawes in Australia uh, we, we took him to Western Sydney and he was a wonderful player for us so he's uh, he's too he's too young to be retiring and, and, and the same goes for laugh so good luck to them and uh, like I said all eyes will be on Johnston Borough this year Yeah Jamie we had uh, Marcus who was a Johnston Borough fan on just before the break are you hoping that you know these level of signings will be able to attract even bigger crowds along? Definitely I think see, see to be honest you, um, we've seen a similar story in terms of Davos set up the last couple of years and being ambitious and stuff like that and you see that it brings people it brings the interest out and to be honest we're hoping the same we, we want to be ambitious we want to climb that up and hopefully we grow a following throughout that and I think when you bring these types of players in naturally People want to come and see what's happening and see what they're like and if they're still got it as such. And these these players, as I'll tell you, with Graham at training so far, has been unbelievable and he's been a great influence on the younger players especially. I actually think you see a, a side of the players that want to come and impress these guys and I'm sure Kyle will be the same. Yeah, that's the type of thing that can you know rub on, rub off on other players, isn't it? Kenny having you know Jamie's talking about the quality that Graham Dorrance has. That type of thing can help younger players or players that maybe haven't played at a higher level. Well, listen, a player like Graham Dorans will make everybody about him better, that's for sure. But they are, he has a, he'll be a, a vision of what it takes to play at the levels that he did, you know. So whether the, the players alongside him have got any chance of getting anywhere near that level, it's not the point. Their games will go up, their levels will go up, their professionalisms will go up because of the influence it will have on the team. Uh, so it can only be a good thing for them. But again, on the flip side, it will have the whole same Jamie and his staff and the players will have the whole same thing when you're coming up against different teams because they'll be playing against Graham Dorans and Kyle Lafferty's now. So their games, like Jamie said, will go up. They'll probably have a wee kick at them and maybe try and make a wee name for themselves. But it'll come with a whole different lot of challenges for Jamie and his team this year, having two players of that profile in his team. Well, thank you very much, Jamie, for taking the time. No, thanks for having me, guys. Good luck, Jamie. Good luck. See you, thanks. Bye-bye. Yeah, good to hear from Jamie there on that story that Kyle Lafferty has signed for seventh tier Johnston Borough. Almost out of time, but it's quite incredible that we are now only, what is it, three days away from the first competitive action of the season? It is incredible when you think we're we're approaching the 15th of July and that's when the first, that's officially as like the real season starts with the, with the start of the, the Via Play Cup and it's uh, it just seems like the season finished and we're cheering on Scotland to two wonderful wins and uh, I mean, it all, all starts again, you know, but after, listen, I've been looking for 
I've been looking forward to it since the since the last day of the season. You know, it's uh, you've got this wee spell where you enjoy going away and having a holiday and things, but when you get back in and it just becomes kind of the day to day stuff, you've been looking forward to the the football and the season kicking off again. It's always that excitement for the supporters. Obviously, it's all the clubs that aren't involved in European competition are involved this weekend. But whether it's the the new players, new managers in the dugout, new strips. Sometimes people like as well that it's just that that excitement for everyone that it's around the corner. It is. It's real games, you know. And there's it is as much as it's a it's really really early in the season. For me, the games are so so important because for particularly for the Premier League managers, you don't want to go off to a bad start like a few did last year because you're already chasing your tail and you can f- find yourself under unneeded pressure. If you just go and approach the, get, uh, the the games properly, get the job done, get through to the next round, it's a really really good chance for these teams to get to semi-finals, quarter-finals, even finals. Yeah, just three days away from that competitive action. Looking forward to it, but unfortunately that is all we've got time for tonight. Thank you to Johnson Borough uh, manager uh, Jamie McKim who joined us on the phone. Thank you very much to Kenny Miller in the studio. Thanks for listening in and for your calls and tweets tonight. I'll be back tomorrow night from 6 o'clock in the studio with Gordon DL, but stay right there because it's Amber up next. She's got songs from the likes of Olivia Rodrigo and the Snuts.